Fear ignored grows. Yep. But when you face it, it actually has a tendency to shrink. You're listening to the Dare to Be Different podcast, a podcast for people who want to live an extraordinary life. On this week's episode, Joe and Ed talk about how courage got them through some of the scariest moments of their life. Enjoy. Welcome to the Dare to Be Different podcast. I am back in the studio with Ed Newell. Man, rocking some flex screen gear. We got a new shipment of, of flex screen hats in. For, for some reason, man, our gear is in high demand. It's crazy. Is it? It is. Well, man. I'm so happy to get a hat. I, I'm so happy we had a couple in stock, <laughs> to be honest with you. How long have I been doing this show? I finally get my pay my paycheck in the form of this hat. That's it, man. <laughs> so if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see Ed Newell rocking the Flex Screen X. He's, yes, work it, work it. There you go. <laughs> so... But thank you guys so much for for joining us today. The Dare to Be Different podcast is all about living an exceptional life. And we have five values that we use to describe that exceptional life. And it is honest, passionate, adventurous, grateful, and healthy. And I have to be honest with you, Ed. You look freaking striking in that flex screen hat, man. Wow, I appreciate (laughs) that. And now I just got to get a flex screen shirt. Someone will... Show up here with a with a shirt. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, we'll 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 see what we can do. We might have a couple of those in stock too. Nicholas did a big order, so nice. Yeah. Speaking of Nicholas, he filled in for you last week. I heard I was unable to make it, and heard I uh, heard you had a great episode. Excited to hear it when it comes out. Yeah, very exciting to to see um, young guy come out from behind the camera and sit in the hot seat, man. Yeah. In front of millions and millions of listeners. You know, know, Nicholas is someone that I think you and I have both been investing in for a long time. Long time. So uh, anytime that I see him step out and do something, uh, I love it. I love it. I love cheering him on. I, I do too, and it was it was great. The it was f- it was funny because um you know when you weren't able to make it, I said, look, I'm I scheduled a podcast. Somebody is sitting in this seat. Yeah. Come on, Nicholas, let's go. And um the topic was courage, and we're gonna talk about courage again today. Love it. But yeah, I mean, he sat down and I'm like completely unprepared, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna talk about courage. You you ready? And he's like, yep, I'm ready. I'm like, that's my courageous dude there. <laughs> so, Love it. So anyway, last week. Nicholas and I talked about, um, you know, kind of what courage is and what courage isn't and, and kind of an overview of, of um, uh, you know, being co- courageous. And I definitely, if, you, if you're listening and you didn't have a chance to listen to that, please go back. Show, show Nicholas some yeah. love. Send us some, some comments and stuff like that. But it was a great episode because I think courage is just something that a lot of us struggle with. Um, right. And, you know, Going out and, and doing new things and, and um, being in situations that, that uh, you know, make you uncomfortable, uh, it takes a lot of courage to do that. But one of the things that we, we talked about was the fact that courage is not the absence of fear. Hmm. So, um, man, I'm, I'm scared all the time. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, feel, um, you know I, I feel that people perceive me because I do a bunch of crazy things and do different stuff. I feel that people perceive me as you know, uh, in some ways not having the amount of, but I'm, I'm really filled with anxiety and fear in a lot of situations. It's hard for me to think of a lot of um, moments in my life where I, I don't have any fear, to be right. honest with you. I think in most situations, I think I'm, um, 
dealing with something that that is giving me at least a a small amount of anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I got to figure out how to make this thing work, or I got to make a difficult decision, or whatever the case may be. Not in every area of my life, but in one area of my life, I feel like I'm always trying to navigate some a, a difficult circumstance or a difficult decision that is coming up on the horizon, or something I know I need to do, but you know maybe no one else sees it, but something that you know I got to do. So. Yeah, and I, with that in mind, I think all the time, if, if, you, if you are breathing, you are required to have some degree of courage in your life and in these circumstances because you got to take it upon yourself to figure out, okay, how am I going to navigate this? And more often than not, no one's going to be there to help you or no one else is ex- in exactly your position to navigate the situation. You are the best person to solve it. Right. So you got you to gotta figure it out. And yeah, that requires courage. And it doesn't always mean that there's not going to be anxiety and fear that's beside it. Yeah. And uh, like, have you had a, a situation where, uh, y- you know, that you've been confronted by the fear and you're just like one that just jumps at it and you're like, you did it anyway kind, yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. I, I'm, I have a handful, but the... Um, one, one early on in my life, I think when I was coming right out of college, I went to school for elementary education. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I look back on this now and I kind of just laugh at myself because it was so ridiculous of a decision I ended up making. I, I graduated with this elementary education degree and never went into elementary education. Mm-hmm. But at the time, the if I was writing a pros and cons list or figuring out all the all the reasons why I should or should not stay in elementary ed, it was overwhelmingly stacked that I was an idiot for leaving this this degree <laughs> or leaving this career path. I mean, everything was in my favor, and um, don't mean this in any way to pat myself on the back, but I I was very very good in my class and very good grades. I was in a, a top program that was ranked number one in the nation for many years. Mm-hmm. The guy who was my personal mentor created the whole program. Like he was the director of the program. He's my personal mentor. My partner teacher had placed her last like 10 students into a job right away. I'm a guy in elementary education, which is huge. I mean, I, I basically right. can write my own ticket to wherever I, I wanted to get a job. And I had all these things just kind of stacking in favor that this is good. You should do this. But there was something in me that was kind of unsettled that mm-hmm. was just like, man, I feel like this isn't actually where I'm supposed to go. And I liked teaching. That was another thing. I liked being in the classroom. I love kids, love teaching, all that stuff. But there was something unsettling about it. And I decided to go a different way. I decided to go in a different career path. And for me, that was a terrifying decision. And especially when I went and told my parents who were funding a lot of the schooling that I was doing at the time. <laughs> Hold on a second. I just sent you for four years yeah. to, to go yeah. to a top-ranked school. Right. You, you killed yourself, got good grades right. and all that stuff, and now we – what do you – Right, exactly. What, what's this conversation and we're having? No, my parents are awesome. They supported me, and they, they supported me making a different decision. But – and maybe that was actually a little bit of a turning point where some of the fear maybe started to alleviate because mm-hmm. I think that was a worrying conversation is how is this going to go. But, you know, now what – uh, 10 plus years later, I'm able to look back and see, I, I believe I made the right call. But in the moment, there was, there was so much anxiety and so much fear. And it took a ton of courage for me to say, okay, I'm going to make this decision. Because even though everything on paper said this was the right thing to do, there was something in me, just something in my gut that said, you got you to gotta make a different decision here. And so I think, honestly, I think that was a little bit of courage. Sure. Like, I think that was courage inside of me, something just in my soul that was saying, hey, I've, I've made you for something different. I've made you for something bigger. Right. And 
make make the shift. That's not speaking ill of any any teachers, and especially in in this season. God bless all the schools and teachers figuring out how to oh my goodness do school this fall. But um, yeah, that was a massive thing for me. Now I find more often than not courage. I I find I'm tapping into courage often around my kids and the the things that my kids get into or the problems they have. Um, both of them have um really unique completely different health challenges in their life and there have been there there's two specific moments that i can remember both of them required us calling 911 for for wow. the, the kid so we're calling an ambulance to come to the house my son had an allergic reaction um you know for his and then my daughter um had like a had a a temporary paralysis episode and both of these situations were completely terrifying. I mean, I would describe the most terrifying moments in my life. Right. And the I when I've told people about the the situation with my daughter, that one I, I would describe as the most fearful I've ever been in my in my life. However, I can also look back and remember and feel like a sense of peace or courage that I also had in that moment. Right. Because you could never have told me like and I'm not going to describe all the details, but if, if you told me all the details of that situation and said you would know exactly what to do in this situation, I would tell you you're an idiot. Right. Like, yeah, I there's never, no possible way. Yeah, I yeah. can never be prepared for that situation, and, but I was. And you know, I, I think my entire life maybe helped prepare me to be able to make good decisions in that moment. But in that moment, while it was also arguably the greatest you know, experience of fear I've ever had, my wife and I, I feel like knew exactly what to do in the moment. And we made, my, my daughter's healthy. She's all good. But I feel like we made the exact right decisions in that moment. And to me, that was courage. That mm-hmm. was courage. And, and, and it was not despite of a lack of fear. Actually, it was in the face of a ton of fear. But I knew, I knew in my soul what I was supposed to be doing in that moment. And I was able to execute it. You know what's really interesting? Again, one of the things that, that we talked about last week is that courage isn't something that you save up. It's something that you use up. Mm. So, so, you know... Taking small, courageous things, you know, facing some of your fear, fear, smaller fears, right. you know what I mean? Overcoming them, facing another one, overcoming it, facing another one over, leads you to when you're faced with something huge right. where you you don't panic, right. you don't flip out, you don't freak out. Like you, you kind of step into this thing that you already know how to do. It's, yep. it's the, you know, it's the, uh, you know, guy lifting weights, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He, he, you know, goes and, and gets his one rep max on the bench press. Yep. You know what I mean? He didn't do that like where he just walked in that first day. Like right. he did a little bit and he did a little bit more and a little right. bit more and a little bit more and you grow that muscle. Right. And um, again, just as you're talking, that kind of sprung into my head that, yeah, you know, you, you, you again, through your life, you've had things. I, I mean, I've seen you speak to thousands of people up yeah. on stage. Yeah. You know, um, and, and so even though that courage might seem different than the courage that you face when your daughter is you know, um, dealing with a health issue. Yeah. It still comes from the same place. It does. Yeah. I love that. I love what you said there. You're almost in, in a consistent pattern of building your courage quota for the moment that you're going to expend it or, yeah. or need to draw on it. Um, and life experiences, moments where you're learning moments where I, I forget how you worded it just now, but little moments of courage or little, little risky steps, Yep, you know, that, um, man, maybe don't require as much courage. You're actually just building that courage muscle. Right. You're working it out to the point that when you really need to flex it, 
you're going to have it. You might not even realize you have it, but you're going to have it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting before, you know, before we got on the air, you and I were talking about some big stuff that's happening with, with flex. Yeah. And, and I think back to, um, and again, some of those big, and I can't make I'm under confidentiality. Right. I, can't, I can't announce right. a lot of these things, but uh, you, you know, a lot of those decisions took courage to do right. and, and to, to think back, you know, again, when I started this journey, you know, flexing started seven years ago, officially, um, to, to think that I would be making those decisions today, like th- I would have been completely overwhelmed. Like right. there's no possible way yeah. I would have had the courage to do the things that, that we did yeah. over the last you know couple of weeks. And, and yet I'm able to do it because again, it's baby steps a little yeah. bit at a time. It, it, it's, we, I think a lot of people, hopefully if you're listening to this, I, I hope you can relate to that. Because I do feel like I go through moments today that, yeah, if I went through those a year ago, I'm not sure I would have been able to handle it. Right. I, I'm not sure I would have had the courage quota, you know, filled up in order to meet it. But today, you know, I feel like I can. And if you told me something I'm going to face a year from now, it's probably would sound terrifying to me right. today. But, you know, I, I'm given my life experience, I believe that I would probably have what it takes to meet then. Um, there's a certain level of, I think, trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, trust in uh, the world, trust in your your life experiences that it is going to give you what you need to prepare you for that that moment that, yep. that you're going to face. And maybe even that is, um, it, it takes courage to to believe that you're going to have the courage you need, you know. Um, <laughs> that's that's and, a good and, way of putting it. Yeah. yeah so it's like, uh, I'm going to step out and, and take, if you're stepping out to take a risk of faith to start flexing or that took courage there, you know. But in essence, that's also building your courage for for the next for today. bigger thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Do you find? Um, and uh, again, this wasn't part of my notes or anything like that. But uh, you and I both do public speaking. You yeah, know what I mean, I, I do some. With, yeah. you know, professionally, you do it. You know, with yeah. with the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, with the church that you're uh, uh, part of. Do you find that if you don't do it for a while, like if I do it, if I it, I went through a time where I was doing it like three, four times a week. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Um, and by like the first one, I got like a little bit of butterflies and then, you know, by the second, third, it's just like, whatever, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how many people are out there, you you know what I mean? And, um, but then if I don't do it for a month or two, Mm -hmm. like I, I, that anxiety comes back. It's just so crazy. Like I haven't flexed that muscle for a little while. And then suddenly that fear is, is back. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have that. There'll be moments for me that, you know, I've been doing it so long now that, once I get into it, and it almost becomes a yes. mindless practice at that point, right? But the leading up to it, and maybe even the uttering of the first word, that's that's where the anxiety is. Right. Or maybe the lead up, if I have a lot of time to think about the, you know, whatever speaking engagement I have coming up, maybe that could get to me, like the lead up. But once I get going, you know, I just go. Uh, but yeah, if I don't do it for a lot, if I don't flex that muscle, it's like you get you get weak, and maybe you're... Um, the, the courage quota is leaking out or something (laughs) and yeah, you gotta, you gotta fill it back up. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think, um, in other areas of my life, you know, I feel like I've, I've seen that too, even just within like, um, uh, not physical, but like uh, nutrition. Like Mm -hmm. when I think about, I made a, a lot of decisions this year around my nutrition that I think has taken some courageous steps to, uh, adjust some lifestyle things. And if I fall away from it, it's it's almost like I forget the things I need to do just around around mm-hmm. nutrition, and so I fall back to easy decisions or which tend to be unhealthy decisions. Right. Uh, and, and for me, every single day, I think it takes. It might be a weird way to describe it, but I feel like it takes some courage to 
make the right decisions around my nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I'm, if I fall away, even for a little bit, if I have a cheat day or if I go on vacation or I'm, you know, I'm in a different environment where I'm not around like the food I have at home or something. Yeah. It, it almost detracts from my courageous quota to make a right decision in any moment or any day. The, the slippery slope starts a little bit. And, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I want to give, um, I want to give some, some real practical tips for, for overcoming Let's do fear. Um, because again, this is something that, that I, I personally deal with, like, like I said, I, I am full of anxiety. So I, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. I, I had a, a customer didn't place an order for two days. Like literally I got the phone call this morning from our plant. The customer didn't. And for me, I, my head goes to, you know, they've dumped us. They've found, you know, blah, blah. Like I, like that's mm-hmm. immediately where my head goes and it's, and it's painful, like yeah. that, that, that fear and anxiety, you know, got a hold of the customer, like, oh no, we're just backed up. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, no big deal. It wasn't but, anything, yeah. but for me, I've, man, I've played that up so big. Flex screen's going to fail. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's right. so, um, so these are like good tips for me to internalize as well because of, of, you know, my internal dialogue that I have going on. And before, before we get into these, do you feel like you've always struggled with anxiety or do you, do you feel like it's, it's. It's increased, obviously, in this last seven years because you have a lot of people depending on you more so. Well, not until you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lives are hanging in the yeah. balance. Well, a lot just of people's fortunes. Infrastructure, yeah. a yeah. major company. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, that, but, must, that must be terrible for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you, you know, it's, um, I, I would say it's the same anxiety, just different different reasons for having it, if that makes sense. So, so it's still the same um you know, when, when I was young, it was, you know, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a house that was unstable, you, mm. you know what I mean? So there was anxiety around, around that. Sure. Um, you know, and then it, again, it, fear isn't, fear and anxiety aren't necessarily bad things. We're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit, but fear and anxiety aren't necessarily bad things. Mm-hmm. They actually, in a lot of ways, they help me be a good business person. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I am trying to think three or four steps ahead because you know my head's playing out these scenarios, right? That's really and those, good. Those scenarios aren't, you know, again, most of the time they don't come true. Right. And and in my personal life, these are terrible. These are not good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not good things. But as a business, you know, sometimes they're actually really good because I'm. I'm playing chess, wow. right? I'm, I'm thinking three, four, six moves ahead. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, you, you know, fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. That's really good. It's just in how you, you know, and that's, and that's actually. We'll um, skip to that one. Let's do that yeah. one first. Well, well actually, it's number one. So, <laughs> oh, under, so understand and embrace fear. Okay. You know, so, so understand. So, so fear exists, you know, yeah. naturally yeah. Um, to keep you safe. Right. Right. Fear isn't good or bad. Yeah. Right. So it, it just is. Right. It's it's a force. Yeah. You know, so the if, <laughs> I keep I don't know why I keep thinking of this, but I feel like uh, this never happened to me. Actually, no, this happened to you recently. You guys had a bear outside your camp. Did did, it? Yeah. Have you talked about that on the show yet? Uh I, I, I we did a social media post. I don't think we talked did, uh, about it. Did it cause any fear in you when there was a bear right outside your front door? So <laughs> so <laughs> again, I'll, I'll tell you this story. And this is like one of those crazy the yeah. courage muscles. All yeah. right. So um, we hear the dog. So we were up with some friends about three weeks ago, right. up, at, up at our cabin, yeah. right? And we hear the dogs outside freaking out, right? Right. And then my daughter comes in. I, I think this is on social media. Yeah. She she screams. It's right? On your we, Instagram. We, we, we caught her on our on our ring where she just looks out back and she screams. Right. Yeah. Her and her friend they run inside. So the dogs are barking out back. She's screaming out front. Right. 
and like she can't get it out. She's like laughing, kind of crying, like scared, you know, that kind of stuff. And look okay. out, and the dogs have they're like up to this bear, like, and it's huge. It has to be like six hundred pounds. This huge freaking bear, and. So, and I love my dogs, yeah. you know what I mean? And they're, they have an electric fence up there, you know, underground fence. Yeah. So literally the, the bear is right at the edge of the, the fence and they are right at the edge and they're like I'm nipping waiting. at it. Right? Oh they're, and they have big dogs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But this bear stands up, like, like up, and if, if you guys can't see me, if you're on YouTube, you can see, but it just, <laughs> just kind of stands up like full height. Like this thing's like seven feet tall and I bolt man i'm i'm in my like we see it from our back deck and i'm like down the steps i'm yelling at it i'm getting big like and alicia's like what are you doing you freaking maniac i'm like and Save so the I, ch- dogs. I chased it off like literally i got within like like i don't know like five eight feet of it right and and, and then it took off um oh my and then, you know, and the, i can justify this going <laughs> Well, it would have got the dogs would have at least slowed it down. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but yeah, I'm just like, get out of here, go, get you know what I mean? And um and again that was completely wow. unexpected. Yeah. There's no possible way yeah. like I thought that, you know, I was was not in my right mind, but that was the that courage muscle, you know. Being flexed. Um yeah, maybe idiocy is a <laughs> idiocy, better. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, looking back, I'm like, what did? They yeah. get to play it off because we have friends up there. I'm like, that's right. That uh, bear know. had to take off. Right. Like, they didn't want to deal with me. You know, the two, the 220 pound dogs. You know, oh but, my but not me. I so the, obviously the thought of a bear. It's like it's going to activate like a, a um, fight or fight flight. or flight. Yes. Right. And so fear does something to you and it's going to cause you to act a certain way in the, obviously you're in a moment and you had to uh, react immediately. But I love what you were saying before you said the point that in business or maybe just even considering in life, if you do have a healthy level of fear about these certain areas in your life, it can allow you to better equip, better equip yourself, better prepare yourself for the things that are going to come ahead. Right. Uh, so for me, um, I don't know. Uh, my son, my son has these allergies, right? Um, I'm a, I'm, I have fear that there could be various things that could trigger an allergy attack. So I'm going to carry an EpiPen, yep. right? That's really just very super practical. I'm going to make a decision now that's going to prepare me for if I come to, I hope I don't, right? but if I come to that situation, I'm going to be prepared. So that's a super practical, but I think we're doing that constantly in our life, whether we realize it or not. If you have these healthy fear around certain situations, certain situations, you're going to hopefully mentally prepare yourself or physically prepare yourself or resource yourself with the things you need in order to face that circumstance. So I was just laughing. So again, we talked about Nicholas. So, yeah. so uh, you know, I've been traveling with him for, for the last two years yeah. and, and he has a peanut allergy. This is completely unrelated, but I just thought this was a hilarious story. So it, we go to leave. He's 19 years old. We're going yeah. to Chicago. Like he's the furthest he's ever traveled. He's like, oh, by the way, I have this peanut allergy. So I have, an Epi, I have, I have two EpiPens with me. I'm like, cool, that's fine. Yeah. He goes, look, if I eat something at a restaurant or something like that and something happens, you got to you know, help me with the EpiPen. And to me, I, didn't, I have no experience with this at all. Yeah. All I remember is like Pulp Fiction. I'm like, so I just stab it into your heart? Like, what exactly do I do here? <laughs> I'm like, so yeah. I just had this picture yeah. as you were talking, yeah. like Nicholas with two EpiPens stuck <laughs> in his chest, <laughs> running around the restaurant. Yeah. You know, so. But anyway... We love you, um, Nicholas. We do love you, but anyway, yeah. Fear is fear is not unhealthy, right? Naturally, it is there to protect you. Yep. Where it gets unhealthy is when it overtakes you. Yeah. Like when it's when it's you know making you not make decisions. When it's yep. all you can do 
to survive the day yeah. um you know is is just get your head off the pill because you're so afraid of of things and you have so much anxiety and and the world right now has a tremendous amount of anxiety there's so much crap yeah. going on with covid and mm-hmm. elections and mm-hmm. china and russia and i mean it's just you know the the media and i'm not a big anti-media person but the media does play off of our anxieties that's how they get clicks that's how they get ratings and stuff like that you mm-hmm. know um so you know there's there's a certain amount of unhealthy fear and anxiety that we just have to watch our watch out for yeah i've heard it described that uh, i was trying to google it here but i don't know if i'll be able to find it i've heard it described there's a difference between um like fear and terror mm-hmm. and when fear becomes unhealthy i've heard it described that it really becomes terror mm-hmm. and it can literally terrify you and, and paralyze you and freeze you from doing the things you need to do. But right. um, fear does not have to be that. And as we've been talking about, you can have a healthy level of fear that will encourage you to be prepared for when the time comes. Yep. And I can even, I, I would even describe, we're using fear and anxiety pretty synonymously, but you can have a healthy level of anxiety that again, will in a, in a business, as a business leader, you're going to play chess when everyone else is probably playing checkers and be mm-hmm. able to think five, six, seven moves ahead. So it's good. Yeah. So the second tip, name your fear. I like this, Mm. you know, say it out loud, write it down. Um, you know, fear ignored grows, you know, but when you face it, it actually has a tendency to sink or shrink rather. That's good. You know, so, you know, if you, you know, with your, your, your son, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You have, you have this, um, anxiety, this fear that he's that's that something's going to happen and and he's going to mm-hmm. be in a life threatening situation. Yep. You're like, okay, I know what where that comes from. Mm-hmm. It's because he has these allergies. Right. So, all right. So now I know it. You know what I mean. Now I don't have to necessarily live with that. We go out somewhere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. I I I know that he has these out. You know, you you kind of work through that. Okay, I have an epipen. I have yep. a solution for it. Right. Um. Hundred percent. The the we talked. About, I don't remember what episode this was. It was a while ago. We talked about the importance of learning. And, and how that helps you. And, you know, when you become knowledgeable about something, it's going to help you handle it. Um, I, I kind of relate that to this. If I can name my fear, if I can speak it out loud, if I can talk about it, even if it's just out loud to myself or yep. hopefully to somebody you trust, um, it does allow you to better identify what it is, what is actually the thing that's um, potentially, you know, attempting to cripple me or attempting to keep me down. But if you can talk about it, if you can name it, then I feel like you can educate yourself about it. If, if, yeah. yeah, and you, you might even you might even be able to to start paring it down to what you're really afraid of. Like, right. You know, uh, again, good. going through this, I'm afraid of losing my job. Okay, are are you actually afraid of losing your job? Well, no, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my house. I'm afraid that I'm not going to have money to to uh, you know su- provide for my family. I'm mm-hmm. I'm afraid that you know. Oh, so you're afraid of losing your house? You're actually afraid of losing you know, not having shelter or you're afraid of losing this particular house. Well, it's this particular one. Well, why? Because, you know, if I lose my house, if I have to go to a smaller house, I'll look bad. Oh, so you're not afraid of losing your job. You're actually afraid of looking bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I can start, you know, yeah. uh, you know, oh, maybe we should cut back on our expenses if, if yeah. providing for my family is a real fear. You know, so once you start identifying what you're really afraid of, Maybe you could ask some more questions to dig it, dig it down a little deeper. That's great. You went bigger there. I thought you were going to go smaller. If you're afraid of losing your job, why? Um, well, I, I don't really know how to do this one aspect of my job well. Sure. Okay. Well, then can you ask for help? Like, can you actually go to your boss or go to a coworker and say, hey, I need help with this particular thing, right? Right. So you, you might frame it that I'm going to lose my job, but actually you just need help, you know, preparing this report or talking right. to a client or you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, like I said, yeah, I want, I want bigger, yeah. you, you know what I mean? But you, you're right. There could be, 
you know, com- some completely unfounded fears. You know, yeah. and you go, hey, I'm I'm afraid of losing this client. Right. Um. You know, well, I, I just mentioned that. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, and I get them on the phone, and I go, oh, I'm afraid of losing them. Why am I afraid of losing them? Because I haven't heard from them for, you know, we haven't got orders for two days. Right. Call them up, and they're like, oh yeah, that's not that's. You know, yeah. That, that leave that that's that fear is no longer there. Right. If I didn't identify that, if I didn't, right. you know, then it's I'd still be living with it. That's that's good. You said um, when you don't name the fear, it tends to grow in your mind. Yep. And it, all of these scenarios, you know, if you don't talk about, it, if you don't solve it, your mind will extrapolate it and will make oh, it bigger than it absolutely. Needs to be. And we, as people, we tend to just drift towards the negative or assume the worst about situations. And uh, man, that can just be so unhealthy to your mind. So yeah, name it, talk about it educate yourself on it, figure out what the actual problem is. That actually leads us into another tip. Get a sense of proportion. Mm. So, so again, for, for, you know, you name it, you know what I mean? And, and, um, you've made it bigger than it is. Um, maybe you can pare that back a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's, you know, you start of, you know, is it, is it as bad as you actually think it is? Right. That's that. I think that's going to be a natural byproduct right of being able to name it mm-hmm. educate yourself about it it's going to it's going to come into perspective how how bad of a situation is this how big of a fear should this actually be or shouldn't it be a fear at all right and you can actually now just you know move on from it right so um prepare and practice is the next tip so mm. again there's certain things that people are afraid of that just some prep and practice eliminates them so well, can i give you something you can practice Sure. Nicholas probably has some practice EpiPens that <laughs> come in every package. Oh, and uh, nice. you grab that practice EpiPen and you can boom, just pop it right into your yeah. leg. There's no needle. It's it's very helpful. If you well, got, what fun is it if there's no needle? Well, <laughs> so you can practice so that you know that whenever you got to save your employee's life, you're going to be able to do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's something super practical. I had, um, I had the, the time I had to call 911 on my son. I administered the EpiPen for the very first time on okay. my son. That that time um it was terrifying and Mm -hmm. but i had practiced and i knew from this practice epi pen where i had to put it what i had to do how much force i had to had to do it with and so that literally was why that was a very extremely fearful situation but i knew everything i had to do it was something i hoped i never had to do but i did and i had the courage to do it and so i grabbed him boom popped it right in his leg and he that that's what saved his life wow so the that's something super practical but public speaking like if i got to give a give a talk of some you know nature i'm going to prepare i'm going to practice mm-hmm. i'm going to speak it out loud and people ask me all the time like what does that look like people that are aspiring speakers will ask right. me that and i'll say it is me standing in my bathroom because that's like the most private place i can get in in my house with two kids and and my wife i will close the door and i'll i'll look into the mirror and I will practice hold a microphone. I don't know if yep. you've ever done it. I'll oh, I pra- do it. I will have a yep. hairbrush or something, and I'll practice hold a microphone. And I will practice. I will go through the rhythms because if I can practice it, I can educate myself. I can learn, and I'll be better prepared. We uh, and my staff has just gotten to the point where they're just used to this with me now. But um, I want to understand if I'm going in, and speaking somewhere, I want to know what gear they have because we're going to practice with the same gear. Like yeah. I want to know, you, you know, th- yeah. those type of things. So it's, 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 yeah. Do, is there a handheld microphone? Is yeah. it a lapel? Should I practice with my hands free or with a, with a, with a microphone in my yeah. hand? Um, you know, are they going to have a clicker for, you know, the slides or are they going to have somebody running that, you know? Right. And so, yeah, I, I'm, it's huge. If, if I go in blind, Man, am I sick to my stomach the the night before? Yeah, that's good. Um, how about public speaking? I read this the other day. Public speaking in most surveys, 
public speaking is actually death is this is second yeah. to public speaking as far as fears in most people's lives. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld has a good uh, joke about that. That he said you'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, practice, prepare. You know, do what you can. Um, it with that's it's within your power to to um make the outcome what you want. That's right. It's just that simple. It's really good. So, uh, I like this one. Use peer pressure. Uh, so hmm. you know, there's um, you know, peer pressure. We think of that as a as a negative, right? But peer pressure is is it's just again, it's almost like fear. It's it's not a good or bad. It just it, it is, right? So if you engage your friends, engage your family in some of the things that you're trying to do, they will actually help you overcome um, your fears. If if you want to jump out of an airplane, doing it yourself is a lot harder than. I got my ten best yep. friends, and we're all going to do it together, and yep. we're going to lock arms, and we're going to, you know, we're going to get courage from each other. Yep. Um, and so doing stuff with other people, and or at least having uh, other people cheering you on. Yep. Is is huge. Yeah, I've said this a few times now, but um, when you when you name it, I I encourage you to talk about it, and yep. ideally talk to somebody else. Absolutely. And th- probably the person that you have confidence or courage to talk to is going to be somebody that's going to encourage you to help you through. Yes. And, and actually get help. We're, we're kind of out of time here, we're running out of time, but get help is the last one that I have. So, so, you know, again, peer pressure is one thing, rooting you on, you mm-hmm. know, doing it with you. But there's some times where you're just like, man, this thing that, it, that I'm afraid of is bigger than I can handle. Yeah. It's just that simple. Whether yeah. it's, whether, and that could be internally, you know, maybe you need to talk to someone about what you're, you're experiencing, you know, going mm-hmm. and getting some, some professional counseling and yep. stuff like that. Um, or, you simply need to, you know, I, the, the things that with FlexScreen that, that I'm doing now, I'm not doing that alone. Right. You know, I have great advisors, mm-hmm. great partners, great mentors yep. who are helping me through that entire situation. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's no possible way I would be able to overcome, you know, look at it, looking at all these decisions and trying to overcome my yeah. fears, you know, by myself. But man, when you have three or four people that you trust yep. that are there advising you and helping you through that yeah. situation all the difference in the world. There, there's a difference between talking to a friend or a spouse um, versus maybe talking to a mentor and, and someone who's been there before, right? Right. And maybe th- that that one's so interesting because you might be willing to talk about it to someone you're close to, but there might be something holding you back from actually seeking the help. Maybe it's uh, a fear like you're not good enough or you feel like you're weak if you accept help or something. I don't know. Something that's another fear that's trying yeah. to get you to stop doing if that's that, the but. case i'm the weakest person in the world man. <laughs> I, I ask for help all the yeah. time <laughs> yeah so maybe if that's the one thing you can get out of today is don't be afraid to, to get help when you need it yeah absolutely it's uh and, and there there are people in your life uh, every single person listening here i guarantee you that there are people in your life that you can look to and maybe you don't even know that they're willing to help you. Yeah. yeah. But I bet you uh, people are and i believe this i, I believe that most people have people in their lives that are inherently good and they mm-hmm. want the best for you. Right. And if you find some of those people and you reach out to them um, and then, then you also use their advice, Yep. you know, where, where you're not looking for what you want to hear. You're looking for good unbiased outside the box, you know, or outside of your, your will sort of thing. Um, advice and yep. help. So that's good. Be huge. So anyway, man, any, any last thoughts here other than, like I said, I'm still, Picturing Nicholas with the EpiPen, and, and, and oh. I can't believe the bear thing came out. Like, but man, I, I was it. not was not expecting to I talk about it. that. But now, fill up your courage quota. Fill yeah. it up. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Use your courage muscle. Yeah. Use it up, flex and, it, and you'll get more. So flex screen it. <laughs> <laughs>
flex screen. <laughs> Boom. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys got something great out of today's episode. Um, live with courage. It will help you live an exceptional life. Until next time, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>